0: So good morning listeners and welcome to Sacred Space in West Limit 102. My name is John Keely. Thank you again for joining me this morning, and it's the 9th of September. It's the 23rd Sunday in ordinary time. So joining me to present the program this morning, two lovely people here in front of me inside the studio here in Ada. Come and see studio here in Ada. I've got um, all the way from Newcastle West. Laura Buckley. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning, John. Good morning, listeners. Oh, it was a long journey there now from Newcastle West. John. I'd
0: say that, <laughs> especially especially as a few days before that, you you had a long journey
1: up and down <laughs> to Croker. I did indeed. Of course, this programme is pre recorded, so I was lucky enough, I was one of the lucky few to get a ticket for the match. And then, of course, we celebrated in the Gaelic grounds, too. We'll say no more about that. Uh, Which is why I'm a little bit hoarse (laughs) this morning.
0: (laughs) It was a great occasion. Well done, and thanks a lot for joining us. And, of course, it's a long time since i had uh, my dear lady wife, Anne, on the phone. Good morning to you, Anne.
2: Good morning, John. Good morning, listeners.
0: Nice to have you, on again this morning to do a little bit now for us. She, she, she's always doing the praying for us, but it's nice to have her in front of the mic. Thanks again, uh, a lot again for Anne, for, for joining us. Now, unfortunately, this morning... Um, Shane couldn't join us this morning. It's not too often that Shane can't join us. But unfortunately, uh, Shane couldn't join us this morning. But he did share the Saints for the Week with, with me, which we'll be playing in a few moments. But in the meantime, we, we, we do want to welcome especially those people who are ill and housebound, those people who are lonely, maybe struggling with some health problems, maybe waiting for results of tests, maybe have other anxieties in their life. We hope that this program will give you um, some respite from that and some hope. So please join us uh, for the next hour, where we'll we'll have um, a lovely little reflection by uh, Lorraine shortly. In part two and in part three, of course, we'll we'll break open the Word of God and see what it's got to say to us. But in the meantime, just to say that this program is repeated again tonight at 11 p.m. and a podcast of this and indeed any other program is available on our blog, which is www. SacredSpace102.blogspot.com. That's www.sacredspace102.blogspot.com, and also on iTunes by searching "Come and See Inspirations." And of course, you can contact us by email, and that's in SacredSpace102@gmail.com, or you can text us, and that's an 0876088667. That's 0876088667. And the absence of Shane, of course, myself and Lorraine and I would want to thank Shane so much for all the contribution he's given to us over the years, um, both in the, both in his preparation for the for the Saints for the week, and also the amount of posts and the amount of information he puts up on the blog. He's got links to uh, various websites throughout the world, various uh, Catholic websites. Um, there's a link I know quite often to uh, the Jesuits, to the Dominicans, to all over the place. So Shane, thank you in, in in your absence, and uh, maybe we'll join you again next week. But in the meantime, let's just hear what Shane shared with me there just a few a few days ago in regard to the saints for this week. So let's hear this. So Shane, uh, this uh, part of the program, uh, you usually share some celestial guides or saints for the week for us. Who have you got for us this week, please?
3: So John, um, so today, as you said, is the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. So for those of us playing the praying the Psalter, even it's our uh, week three. So, Monday, the 10th of September, is the feast day of St. Peter Clavier, I think is how you pronounce his name. Gentleman was a Catalonian member of the Society of Jesuits, Jesus, otherwise known as a Jesuit. And he was born in 1580. In 1610, he was sent to Cartagena in Colombia. And he worked for 33 years among the slaves until his death in 1654. Interesting character, attributed to have baptized 300,000 people in his travels. I said, that's some right arm. Uh, patron saint of slaves, and he, he is also a patron saint of seafarers. And how he became a patron saint of seafarers, I'm not 100% sure. He is considered, and this is a quote, a heroic example of what should be the Christian praxis of love and the exercise of human rights. Ooh. So that's Peter Clavier on the 10th of September. Then on the 11th of September, we have the feast day of an Irish saint, uh, it is Blessed um, Dominic Dylan. Now, Dominic is a, was a Dominican, and he's one of the Irish martyrs who we celebrated on the 20th of June. But the reason why I mention Dominic in particular, because he is only a blessed, is that he was executed in Drogheda in Loud in uh, 1649. Uh, so he's one. He's one known. He's one of the. He's one of the. One of the Irish. One of the Irish martyrs. So that's Blessed Dominic Dillon, um, and he was a Dominican. So that's all we really know about him. Mm-hmm. Then on the twelfth of September we have the feast day of the Most Holy Name. The Holy Name of Mary. Now this is an unusual one. I don't remember this John being in last year's order, um, mm-hmm. but anyway, it's a feast day dedicated to the Holy Name of Mary. It's a feast of the entire Latin. Extended for everyone by Pope Innocent the 11th in 1683 and it was extended in thanksgiving to God and the Blessed Virgin Mary for the liberation of Vienna the liberation of France and the signal victory over the Turks on the 12th of September in 1683 so that's the Holy Name of Mary we celebrate that on the 12th of September then on the 13th of September we celebrate the feast day of Saint John Chrysostom John is one of the four great Greek doctors of the church. His name, Chrysostom, means the golden mouth uh, preacher. He was an Archbishop of Constantinople, Mona's modern-day Istanbul, and he incurred much opposition and he died in exile. He's a patron saint of preachers up there with St. Dominic, and he's one of the great doctors and teachers of the Greek uh, Orthodox Church and the Eastern Church and celebrated by all, all Christians. Then on the 14th of September, the Friday, we have a big feast. It's the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. Now, the feast day of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross is the celebration of the discovery of the True Cross by St. Helena, who was the mother of Constantine, Emperor Constantine. And it celebrates the discovery of the True Cross on the 14th of September, 320 AD. And St. Helena is... Um, it's it's, it's, it's it's been celebrated since since basically 320 AD. And the interesting thing about it from an Irish perspective, it's the patronal feast day of the Irish Dominican province. So a uh, happy feast day to any Dominicans that might, might be listening to us this morning. Uh, in addition, then, on Saturday, we have the feast day of Our Lady of Sorrows. Mary, standing by the cross, suffered intensely with her only begotten son, And of course, otherwise known as Our Lady of Delores, The Seven Sorrows of Mary. And for the life of me, John, I can't think of what the seven sorrows are at the moment. I might think of it next week. So that's what we have in terms of our uh, celestial guides for this week. Thank you very much, Neil, for that,
0: Shane. Very comprehensive again. So that's what Shane shared with me um, just a few days ago. He hasn't lost it, lads. He's really good. So at this part of the program, we don't really have any notices this week, but um, today is a special day for those of us who are grandparents because for the last number of years uh, there's a pilgrimage uh, to Knox, Shrine, uh, to, to Knox Shrine, Shrine in County Mayo uh, where um, there's a good few thousand, in fact I'm not too sure whether there are any seats left actually last year uh, for the pilgrimage um, and Pope Benedict um, uh, got a prayer together for grandparents uh, just a few years ago and Anne's going to pray that prayer this morning, that's a prayer for
2: grandparents, thanks Anne Lord Jesus you are born of the best of the Virgin Mary, the daughter of Saint Joachim and Anne. Look with love on grandparents the world over. Protect them; they are a source of enrichment for families, for the church, and for all society. Support them as they grow older. May they continue to be for their families. A strong pillar of gospel faith, guardian of noble domestic ideals, living treasures of a sound religious transition. Make them teachers of wisdom and courage that they may pass on future generations the fruit of their mature human. And spiritual experience Help the families and societies To value the presence And the roles of grandparents May they never be ignored or excluded But always encounter respect and love Help them to live serenely To feel welcomed in all their years of life Which you give them Mary, Mother of all the living, keep grandparents constantly in your care. Accompany them on their earthly pilgrimage and by your prayer grant for all families that they may one day be reunited in your heavenly homeland where you await all humanity for the grace embraced of life without end. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much for that, Anne. So this part of the programme, we might go for our first bit of music. And Lorraine, you picked one this morning, um, Be Thou my, Thy Vision.
1: I did indeed, Jan. It's uh, one of my favourite hymns, Be Thou My Vision, just if you listen to the words. But Audrey said sings it absolutely beautifully, and that's why I've chosen this version this morning. Okay, so let's hear this.
4: be
5: Sacred Space.
0: So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley. Still joined in studio here by Lorraine. And Anne, thanks so much for, for praying that prayer for us there for grandparents. And, and we just want to wish the, 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 those, of, uh, those of the grandparents who might be traveling and might be listening to the program tonight that you had a wonderful day up in Nock. And we'll keep you all in prayer. In the meantime, now, Geraldine, oh, Geraldine, Okay, gentlemen and ladies all over me. Now, Lorraine, excuse me. Uh, A special programme we spoke about a few weeks ago. Um, I'd often heard about the examine and wanted to know a little bit more about it. And who else would I ask? Yourself. (laughs) Okay, off you go. What's the examine?
1: Well, I suppose you and I were talking a couple of weeks ago about the importance of cultivating an attitude of gratitude. Because, you know, sometimes, especially when things aren't going our way, or when we're, we've been praying for a long time for certain things and it seems that either God's not listening or he's not interested or he's not giving us things and we act a little bit, well, I don't know, I can't speak for our listeners obviously but we act a little bit sometimes, or I do, like toddlers throwing our toys out of the mm-hmm. pram and we have this big kind of, oh, what's it all about kind of thing, yeah. God isn't even listening to me what the Examine Prayer does is it helps us to cultivate that attitude of gratitude. It helps us to be thankful for everything that God does for us. Mm. So what I'm going to be doing is drawing on a few thoughts by a guy called Jim Manny, he's the author of a book called The Prayer That Changes Everything, Discovering the Power of Saint Ignatius Loyola's Examine. And that's available from Loyola Press. And He begins in this article about talking about the examine. Like sometimes when you hear examine, you think either exam or or you think examination of conscience. Mm -hmm,
4: mm -hmm.
1: Now, the examination of conscience does play a little bit of a part in the examine prayer. But the examine is a prayer that focuses on God's presence in the real world. Mm. not Mm. in any little imaginary world where where I'm so perfect and God has to love me because I'm perfect no it brings us back into today where I am where I am exactly where I am and it it helps us to approach an examination of our life not from a place of guilt Mm -hmm. but from a place of gratitude and thankfulness and of course we will express our sorrow for things we do wrong naturally Mm. but it's about taking God seriously and about taking ourselves seriously. OK, so it's looking at God in the everyday events. There's nothing complicated or mysterious about it. The subject matter of the exam, if you like, it's your life. It's your day on that particular day. So the examin looks for signs of God's presence in the events of that day. Whether that's you went for lunch with a friend, or you went for a walk down in the domain, or you had a kind word from a colleague and you really felt appreciated mm. in your workplace, or you met a challenge maybe, or you fulfilled a duty well. Mm. You see, the examiner doesn't look at the extraordinary things. Mm, the
0: okay. the
1: examin loves the homdrom. Okay. So God is present in those big kind of, you know, those little transfiguration moments where we can see God clearly
4: Yeah.
1: and he kind of reveals himself a little bit more to us.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But 99.999% of the time, we're not there. God reveals himself to us when we're cooking the dinner yeah. or writing an email or you know, trying to get the kids out of trouble or whatever it might be, or when they're paint writing crayons all over your newly painted wall, whatever mm. it is. That's where we find God.
0: We never think of it that way. We never think of God that way.
1: No, we don't. We think no. of him as like being out there somewhere.
0: And if I pray, yeah, okay, I got his attention. Exactly. But when I'm when I'm peeling the spots and things like that? No.
1: No, no. And and mm. all of the great saints, like you know, Saint Tracy of Lisieux um, all of the great saints would look at their lives and go where I am right now is where I find God okay, yeah. you know so if I'm asked to peel the potatoes mm. that's where God wants me to be if my duty is to go to work today and to slog through 10 reports mm. that's where God wants me to be and that's where I'll find God it's in our duties it's in our everyday life and If prayer is making a connection with God, then it makes perfect sense to spend some time finding God by consciously going back over our day. Okay, that's fair. Because, you know, sometimes we can be so busy, John. Like, you go out to work if you're working, and thank God if you are, because it's hard enough to find work sometimes. Mm. You go out to work, and you spend maybe an hour or two in the car commuting and then you spend seven or eight hours of work maybe nine hours of work maybe Mm. longer and then you're back into the car again and then you're home and then if you have a family like you're Mm. in the door and you're either dealing with homework or you're dealing with problems or you're dealing with the teenagers not talking to you or whatever it might be uh, uh. like and then suddenly you find it's nine o'clock of an evening and you haven't taken a breath yet And it's the nine o'clock news and you're going, God, where did that day go? Mm -hmm. And then you're turning around and you're getting the clothes ready for the work for the following day and getting Mm -hmm. the kids ready and making sure everything's sorted. And then you're into bed and you're so tired, you're gone. Or worse, you throw on Netflix and you watch some Mm -hmm. rubbish for a couple of hours or whatever it might be, you know, whatever you do to relax. Mm. And you don't actually spend any moments looking back on your day and going, wow, like that happened today or this didn't happen today or... I wonder where was God in that or what was God teaching me in that? Mm. So what the examine does, it it teaches us to take about maybe 15 minutes. Now, at the start, when you start off, it might be only maybe five or ten minutes, but maybe 15 or 20 minutes to look back on our day reflectively and in the presence of God. And it was St. Ignatius Loyola who came up with the examine to kind of sustain and extend that period of conversion um, which he started in the spiritual exercises. So we're not going to go into it too deeply today because okay. there's no need.
4: Okay.
1: Um, prayer is best when it's simplest. Yeah. Mm. Prayer is not always easy, but it's always simple, John, because it's always a conversation between us and God, mm. or God and us.
0: Where we are, I mean, how we can have the conversation with God, you know, it's... We don't have to know fancy words and so on and so forth. It's exactly.
1: It's mm. person to person. Like mm. God is a trinity of persons. Mm. And he created us as persons. Mm. He created us to love and to, to have a will, to mm. know, to decide things. That's what a person is. So that's what the examine tries to do. It, it tries to get us to look at every encounter, every challenge, every disappointment and every delight, because that's where God can be found. And the problem is, you see, sometimes we're inclined to put a good face on things, especially with God. Like, Mm. we know God knows everything on one level, Mm. because God is God. But on another level, we kind of go, oh, do you know, I haven't been too bad today. I can talk to God tonight. I can tell him how great I was. I can ask for his help for tomorrow. Mm. But supposing I made a great mess of things today, Mm. do you think I'd be inclined to talk to God tonight about it? Mm. Hmm... Maybe not, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe not Mm. And then if you go a couple of days And God things aren't going at all well And you feel in yourself That you're not doing well Well you don't want to be telling God about that Maybe you don't want to bother God about that Because you don't think he'd be interested Mm. Or maybe you're a little bit ashamed Of the way you've been behaving Mm -hmm. And so what's the first thing we do We've been doing it since the Garden of Eden The first thing we do When we do something wrong is we hide from God Instead of running to him and saying, Lord, I made a mess of that. Help me not to make a mess of it again. Mm. That's all God wants us to do is to say, sorry, when we mess up and move on. Because if we don't move on, then we hold ourselves as a higher tribunal than God. We're saying, I don't believe you can forgive me.
4: And God loves Mm. us
1: to bits like that. We've often spoke about it here, John, how One of our favourite quotes is Pope Benedict's quote that each one of us is the result of a thought of God. Each one of us is loved. Each one of us is willed. Each one of us is necessary. So the examine is a great way to take God up on that beautiful, beautiful promise that we're loved, willed and necessary and say, Lord, you created me. Here I am, warts and all.
0: Unfortunately, being the human beings that we are, there's times when we have messed up day after day after day
1: and we find it very hard to get back to God mm. you know I'm, I'm ashamed or, you know. and that is the beautiful thing about the sacrament of reconciliation mm. it is a spiritual hug from God okay there's a lot more going on theologically that's a nice way of putting it it's like you know the way Saint Peter rejected Jesus three times he denied him three times because mm. he was scared and mm. you know he he was looking out for himself a bit and he denied that he knew Jesus mm. and what was the first thing Jesus did or one of the first things he did when he was raised from the dead. And he he got Peter on his own and he said, Peter, do you love me? Mm. And, you know, we go through the feed my sheep, take care of my lambs. Mm -hmm. But for the three times that Peter rejected Jesus, Mm. Jesus invites Peter to profess his love. And I think the sacrament of reconciliation is a little bit like that. I think that's one of the reasons why we're asked to name Mm -hmm. our Mm -hmm. sins by type and number we're saying to Jesus I love you I messed up there Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I'll try not to do it again but I love you and I know you love me the sacrament of reconciliation is about God's love and mercy more than it is about our sinfulness
4: Mm -hmm.
1: so the exam itself then is reviewing your day in the presence of God so there's about five steps to it so I'll go through the steps and then we'll play a little bit of reflective music if that's all right. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of lead you through a guided um, examine okay. that people might like to listen to back on the podcast, maybe, mm-hmm. or uh, they could get a copy of the CD from yourself, John, mm-hmm. and yep, uh, mm-hmm. play it later on in the evening. So the first thing we do, anytime we do anything in the spiritual life or in the our own lives, mm-hmm. We begin by asking for God's help, because we can do nothing without God. So the first thing we do is we pray to the Holy Spirit. We pray that we'll be able to see God and to understand how God is working in our life today. The second thing we do is we give thanks, because as creatures... We always begin with a spirit or an attitude of gratitude mm-hmm. because everything is a gift from God. And it's a lovely thing to do first thing in the morning, John. You know when we do our little morning offering? Yeah. When we wake up first in the morning, now I'm fairly dozy in the morning till I have my first coffee.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But like if we wake up and if we say, Lord, thank you for this new day because he didn't have to give it to me. Mm-hmm. I have no right to life. Mm-hmm. But God gives me a new day because he loves me and when he brings me home to himself it's because he loves me too Mm. Mm. so we say thank you Lord and then you just start moving around and you go you know, thank God I'm able to move today Mm. and if you're lucky enough and blessed enough to be able to get up out of bed you say thank God I'm able to get up out of bed today Mm. and if you're blessed enough to be able to put one foot in front of the other you say thank God I can move Mm. and walk today Mm. and you know I suppose I'm laboring the point a little bit because we become so used, so complacent
4: in our own kind
1: of powers. And it's only when we get sick or when somebody belongs to us gets sick. I appreciate you can't. (laughs) Exactly, Mm. that you realize Mm. that everything is a gift from God. So that's the second step. The second step is to give thanks for your day. And then the third step is to review the day, to kind of look back on your day. And you can start from the evening back to the morning or the morning to the evening whichever you mm-hmm. prefer whatever way you like to work, look at things and just pay attention to your experience look for God in it and sometimes you'll be able to see that clearly and sometimes you won't and that's grand too sometimes we can only look back after a couple of weeks or a couple of years on certain experiences mm-hmm. to say do you know I didn't understand it at the time but I really see how God was teaching me in that moment Mm. and then we ask ourselves in in part four we ask ourselves two www questions now the first is what went well because it's really important for us to acknowledge what Mm. went well and the second question we can ask ourselves well what went wrong Mm. Was, we'd be inclined to jump the what went well bit mm. to go to the what went wrong bit mm. because I think as Irish people especially we're going off for goodness yeah. sake mm. so if we look at what went well first that will help us to cultivate that attitude of gratitude so you go do you know what I really felt that God was with me in that meeting this morning I wasn't quite sure how it was going to go I was a bit nervous going in mm. but then ABC happened mm and I can really see that God was with me in that and thank God for that
4: mm-hmm.
1: so you go through the little moments of thank God and then, well, what went wrong and it's not in the sense of oh, I'm a terrible person how does God even love me <laughs> it's more like okay, I messed up there yep. sorry Lord and for the big things I think if you practice the examine you'll know almost instantaneously like when you lose the rag again in the traffic because mm. somebody cut you off or whatever it might be. You'll know the items yeah. that, that you're really sorry for. Mm. And you make a little act of contrition to God and ask God's forgiveness for your faults or for your sins. And if they're a big sin, you make a decision to go to confession or sacrament of reconciliation as soon as you can. Because why would you want to carry that? Yeah. Put it down. Give it to the Lord. That's what he wants. And then ask God to show you ways to improve. God doesn't want to leave us where we are. He wants to lift us up. So ask God. If you find yourself getting impatient with the children all the time because you're coming in from work and you're extraordinarily tired and you're coming straight from one experience like your work day into your family experience how can i improve that what can i do to improve that and that's god's help he'll show you if we ask him and then your fifth step is your resolution for the day to come what's going to be coming up tomorrow where might i need i mean we need god's help and everything but what special help might i need from god tomorrow Mm -hmm. or looking back at today and the way i messed up there can I ask God to help me in particular so that I don't sin in that way tomorrow? And then tomorrow you'll review your day again Mm. and you'll have a look at how you did with that particular Mm. weakness or Mm. fault or failing, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And you'll go, gosh, actually, when I prayed about it now and when I thought about it, God was helping me a little bit. I still lost the reg, you know. Mm. But maybe Mm. I I didn't mm, shout that time or I didn't put the Mm. finger out the the window Mm. or whatever Mm. it might be. Mm. And you go through the process again. And if you do that regularly, if you do it every evening for, as I say, at the start, you might only start for five minutes just to get into it because it might be a little bit alien to you at the start, but then you'll get a little bit more into it and you'll begin to review your day more systematically maybe, or you might start by going, okay, let's have a look at the morning. I'm sure it was great that morning. I actually didn't get out of bed until 11 o'clock, so I had no problem with people <laughs> until, until 11 o'clock. And then sure, there was nearly early lunchtime, and I was grand there. Mm. But, you know, you can start off like that, but then you can look more at your relationships, and more mm. in-depth at your day, until you get into the practice of it. And then at the end, you just thank God again.
0: Is it important to keep a regular time for...?
1: I would. I really would. Just... Of course we can pray to God any time. That's mm. the great blessing and that's what Jesus says in Scripture. Like you can we don't have to go to specific places to pray. Mm. But I do think it's important as well to have certain times that we turn to God automatically in our day. It can be as simple as your morning offering prayer, say the Angelus at twelve o'clock, you might say your mm-hmm. evening prayers, or if you read a bit of scripture or you pray the rosary or whatever it is. That you'd have those at kind of semi-set times, you know, uh,
4: mm.
1: and not to beat yourself up too much. Like if you don't get it set at like four o'clock on the dot, or if you don't, whatever it might be. But I, I do think those times of prayer throughout the day are important because there are way of sanctifying our day.
4: Because yeah. you know
1: we're, we're we're lazy people in some respects. Like we we do have that little effect of original sin, and if we're not conscious about making time for God. Mm we can sometimes forget him a little bit in the busyness of the day so by having little set times during the day that we can turn to him and go I know you're here with me because mm. that's what prayer is prayer is a covenant of love it's it's mm. recognizing that God loves you and that you love him too and the more that you recognize how much he loves you the deeper your own love will go, and the more you find out about God the more you'll fall in love with him
0: I think that's a very important expression that one you just used last that the more you find out about God mm. the more you find it, you, you, you know—you fall in love with it. and the only way you can find out a bit more about God how it affects your life I would suggest is something like doing this examine Exactly. you look back and have a look and say where was he and, mm. I, and I'd say yeah at the start it's a little bit alien but I'm sure you'll be at little confirmations along the way mm. and say yeah I remember that now and and then able to improve ourselves maybe maybe improve ourselves in terms of our relationship with God and obviously our relationship with other people too
1: Exactly, and it really helps us then you know, if we're taking the sacrament of reconciliation seriously, Mm -hmm. it's a great way of preparing for that sacrament because if you're taking say 15 minutes of your day every day and you're reviewing your day, you'll notice patterns, little areas where you need the Lord's help and you know you might find you're struggling with humility and you go right Lord I'm a very proud person I need to work on this I need your help with this and so you bring that to your prayer and then you bring it to the sacrament of reconciliation because God really wants to help you in this and then maybe you start to conquer that a little bit and you you grow the virtue of humility a little bit more and you'll notice another pattern that you need to focus on a little bit and, you know, maybe you're losing your temper a little bit with the, the hubby or the wife. And you find that, especially at particular times of the day when you're ratty or tired or hungry. And, and some of it is human. Like you can go, okay. I heard on the radio during the week, somebody was saying how they found that they were always losing their temper with their children and shouting at the children after coming in from work because they were exhausted, they'd been at work for eight hours of the day. They had an hour and a half of a commute home and then they were heading straight into the business of family life. So what they decided to do for themselves was instead of going immediately home, they would buy themselves a coffee. They would go to a place like a park or something like that. They would park up for 10 minutes and have the cup of coffee and leave the work day behind them Mm -hmm. and take that 10 minutes for themselves, not in a selfish way, but in a self care way, so that then they could go home and be a better mom or -hmm. be a better Mm -hmm. dad Mm -hmm. to their children. Mm -hmm. So by looking at the examine, you can look at ways that you can improve your relationships at a human level. And of course, God is in the human. Yeah. God is there with you in that as well, and and in helping you to see that as well. And
0: no, that, that's what we'd learn too. The more we practice this, exactly, mm.
1: and that He is with you in everything, mm. in every part of your day.
0: Just before you lead us into the into the examen, um, I'm sure, and you mentioned it a few times, but I'm sure we'd learn an awful lot about humility mm. by practicing this.
1: It is, and it's it's recognizing that you are loved. That's where humility comes from. Humility is in putting ourselves down. Humility is based on that the word hummus or earth. Mm. It's being grounded. Yeah. And if we're not grounded in God's love, well, where are we grounded? Yeah. We could be on very shaky ground if we're trying to put ourselves as gods are, or, or worse if we're trying to put ourselves down and go oh, sure nobody could possibly love me. Mm. But if I pretend, if I can pretend enough with God and with other people. Maybe mm. people won't see what I'm really like. Mm. God loves what you're really like. He made you. He loves you to bits. And the examiner's a way of recognising that and also recognising those areas where he wants us to grow even more.
0: Mm. Lovely.
1: Okay. So we're going to practice a little examin and we're going to play a little bit of music behind me. It's called uh, Glendalock. It's from Le- Father Liam Lawton's album Time. And again, I'm just going to do it very slowly. I won't talk too much. And it's just to encourage us to look back on our day. So as with all prayer, we can start with a very simple sign of the cross, because the sign of the cross, it is Jesus' sign. And it reminds us of how much God loves us. So we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the first step of the examine is to pray to the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't have to be complicated. We can just say, Holy Spirit, help me to look back on my day. Help me to see the areas in which you were really, really close to me. Help me to see what went well. Help me to see what went wrong. Help me to realize how much you love me. Amen. And then we look at my day I look at my day in a spirit or an attitude of gratitude because everything every single thing is a gift from God. So thank you Lord for being with me today. Thank you for the gift of this day thank you for life and for a chance to know you and love you better and then we begin to review the day so we start with our morning did we wake up on time did the alarm clock go off Did we fall back to sleep, maybe? Were we running late for the entire day? What was my attitude this morning? Was I tired? Did I wake up refreshed? Was I on time for work? In fact, how was the commute to work today if I went to work? Was I present in the car? Was I driving well or was I a little bit distracted? Did I have the phone in my hand? And when I went into work, how was I feeling? Or if I went into school or around the house, whatever occupation you may find yourself in. Pay attention to your experience. What was your mood like? How did you interact with people in the morning? Did you get on with people? Was there anybody who really annoyed you? What were the little experiences of your morning? And look for God in it. Very often, when we get really annoyed with somebody, it's because they remind us of something we're not happy about in ourselves. So is God Trying to teach you something about yourself in your interactions with others today. And then we come to lunchtime. How was lunch? And I don't mean what you have for lunch, I mean, what was the experience like? Were you rushing around trying to get three or four different jobs done in your lunch hour or half hour? Or were you able to sit back and enjoy the meal? Did you sit with friends? Or were you on your own? And where was God in that? That anything happened during lunchtime? Did you see an act of kindness or an act of love? Or did you see an act that disturbed you? That made you go, I wish God were present in that moment? And then we just come on to lunchtime and after lunchtime and into the afternoon. How was your afternoon? Again, were you at work or were you at home or were you at school? And what were your interactions like with the people? And again, we come to our, either our commute home or maybe we're working in the garden or working at home. And look specifically at your mood and at how you're getting on with others because we're relational creatures. How was your evening? Did you have time to spend with God today? And look for God in every little thing. How was your evening meal? And was there anything on the news that you thought, oh gosh, I should bring that to God? Look at your interactions with people in the evening. How did you get on with your family? How did you get on in making time for yourself? And we just look at all the little ways in which we bring God into the present moment, right up to the moment you got ready to pray the examen. So now that we've kind of reviewed the day, what we look at is what went well today? And because you've already reviewed your day kind of fairly minutely, you can say, thank God I met Joan this morning. I was feeling a little bit down, but Joan smiled. And, you know, she really lifted my spirits. I was so glad I met her. Thank you, Lord, for Joan and bless her. Or maybe... We were expecting something to go terribly, terribly wrong. But it didn't happen. And I go, thank God for being with me in that and through that. I didn't know how I was going to get through that today, Lord. But I know you were there helping me all the way. Or maybe you were an example to somebody else today and you helped to lift their spirits. You were a witness of God's love. And not in any big headed way, but you say thank God for showing me that Sarah needed help today. I saw she was a bit frazzled earlier in the week and I just popped in with a cup of tea. But thank God for the Holy Spirit prompting me to do that act of kindness. And then let's look at what went wrong today. Again, not to beat ourselves up about it, but just looking for ways in which we can improve. Lord, I'm sorry. That fella in the blue Vauxhall cut me off this morning and I did not say a pretty word. So, Lord, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have lost my temper. I certainly shouldn't have flashed the lights and blow the horn at him. So help me tomorrow to be a better person. And Lord, bless that driver because I'm sure it wasn't pleasant for me being obnoxious behind him this morning. Maybe he had things on his mind that I don't know about. Maybe he's carrying a load I don't know about. Bless that person for me. Or maybe you forgot to do something and it had consequences at work. And you go, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I told a lie there now and I was caught in the hop but I still shouldn't have told the lie and tomorrow I'm going to go in and I'm going to explain the situation and say, look, I actually forgot to do it. Hands up, I'm sorry. And I'll make reparation for that tomorrow. And thank you for showing me that, Lord. Help me me not to tell a lie when I'm caught like that again. Or whatever it is during the day that went wrong for you, that you need to ask forgiveness for. And then we look at our resolution for the day to come. Lord, tomorrow is a new day, a new chance to love and live. Where do I need you especially tomorrow? Lord, will you help me when I'm driving in the morning so that I'm not so anxious so that I'm not so unforgiving with other drivers. Do you know, maybe tomorrow morning I might put on a bit of of music in the background. Or I might pray the rosary in the car. No, there is an idea. I haven't prayed the rosary in a while. Or whatever it is, you make a little resolution and you ask God to come into it with you and help you to achieve that resolution today. Or maybe maybe tomorrow now I'll take a little bit of time at lunch. Shall sure, I have the hour and I've nothing else on. I might as well take that little bit of time and just maybe just read a little bit of the Bible. Lord, will you help me to do that tomorrow? And then we just thank the Lord for this time together because prayer is always a gift as well. Everything is a gift. Lord, I thank you for helping me to review my day. I thank you for being with me today. I thank you for my family and my friends and every blessing that you give me. And Lord, I entrust myself to your care tonight. Whatever comes, I know you love me. Now again, we just finish with a very simple sign of the cross. Entrusting ourselves to the love of God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Sacred space. So welcome back again to the third part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley. Still joined in studio by Lorraine Buckley and Anne Lorraine. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing Thank God. Thank God, John. What the Lord put on your mind. Thank you so much for that. Anne, this is the part of the program where we read and reflect on the word of God before that. And you might pray that prayer before reading and reflecting on scripture,
2: please. Lord, we thank you for pushing us into presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, humbly, and attentively. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it Let not our eyes be closed, nor our minds wander, but we may give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this word in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. So the Gospel for today, please,
0: Lorraine,
1: you might share that with us, please. Thank you. So it's the Gospel for the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Again, we're reading from Mark's Gospel. So it's Mark chapter 7, verses 31 to 37. Returning from the district of Tyre, Jesus went by way of Sidon toward the Sea of Galilee, right through the Decapolis region. And they brought him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech. And they asked him to lay his hand on him he took him aside, in private, away from the crowd, put his fingers into the man's ears and touched his tongue with spittle. Then, looking up to heaven, he sighed and he said to him, Afata, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened and the ligament of his tongue was loosened and he spoke clearly. And Jesus ordered them not to tell anyone about it, but the more he insisted, the more widely they published it. Their admiration was unbounded. He has done all things well, they said. He makes the deaf hear and the dumb speak.
0: Thank you for that, Lorraine. So that's the Gospel for today. We've only got just about a few minutes left. Um, I might just have a one thought if I could there, and that's just the whole idea... That these people brought this this deaf man, uh, who had an impediment in the speech, and asked Jesus to lay His hand on him. We've I think we've all met people who are deaf to the word, to, deaf to the word of God, and and deaf to Christian values maybe in our lives. And I was just thinking there about the grandparents' day, it's grandparents' day today, and we as grandparents, there's an awful onus on us these days to be Jesus maybe, just to lay our hands on those who we love, especially the grandchildren and our children, and maybe lead them slowly back to where they can hear the word of God and they can be encouraged maybe to practice their faith a little bit more but just to have the faith in God and we pray I think for all grandparents including ourselves today that we might just have that little bit of patience to be able to listen listen to God in our own lives maybe do a little bit about what Lorraine mentioned to us in part 2 there just do a little bit of examine ourselves and see where we can within our own lives lead our grandchildren back to the word of God we gotta go. I'm afraid. <laughs> Thanks a lot, uh, girls. It, it was lovely to have that to have that, that that reflection, Lorraine. And again, if people want to want to get um, a, a copy of that, um, they, they can go into our blog wwwsacredspace 102blogspotcom or you can go to iTunes, come and see inspirations uh, by, by by looking for come and see inspirations. And of course, if you want to get a CD. Or a copy of that. Just give myself a shout. And that's on sacredspace102 at gmail.com, or you can meet me around Newcastle and Western. It won't be the last time we'll have you sitting there anyway. That, that was a beautiful election to mine. Thank you so much for that. And thank you very much, indeed for joining us again.
1: You're welcome. All
0: right. And uh, now it's time to go for that final bit of music. You picked a nice bit of music, actually, to go out with.
1: I did indeed. Our final piece of music is actually sung by the Missionary Oblates of Mary Immaculate. And it's called God's Spirit is in My Heart.
5: me sacred space.